I am Negan. I am Negan. I am Negan. What's up, people? What's up? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan. This episode is for The Walking Dead World Beyond, episode two, titled Blaze of Gory. I am your host, Adam Vale, and tonight I'm joined by Dan Crombie. Hello. And Richard Bailey Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Just want to give a quick thank you to everyone that wound up watching the videos, subscribing, just spreading the news that there is a, a Walking Dead podcast that's still active and that's actually covering all the shows, not just one and why not? We have all this content, they're producing the content, let's talk about the content. And we're watching anyways, we're, we're enjoying it. Maybe not so much this episode and maybe not so much this series and we will go into <laughs> it because I believe me off camera we were talking a lot about this trying to figure out where we stand on this show and still giving it the benefit of the doubt it's a new show it's going in a new direction they're giving us a different take because on one hand we want something fresh and we don't want something identical to fear or to the, the main walking dead franchise we want something different now is it too far off that that's remains to be seen because it's still early on so let's get into it let's get into it so if you recall hopefully you guys all watched episode one we see the four the, the kids outside of campus colony they're further out we don't know how far out but they're out iris at the end of the the last scene of that episode does a, what appears to be like a kill shot to one of the empties well when it turns on for this episode it opens up no it's stuck the blade is stuck she's having issues she's having flashbacks of getting that training from Felix, I guess one of their combat training classes where he discusses, take the blade, stick it in the head, go for the head first, the brain. If that doesn't work, sweep the leg. Uh, well, she's botching all of this. It's not working out. She falls down, the empty falls down. They fall in like a little ditch area. She climbs out, it's still alive. Uh, the, the rest of the group are like, hey, we wanna help you. No, 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 I got this, I got this. She gets up, she's getting ready to do the, the final kill and she just can't, she throws up. So at this point, I'm just, I don't know, you guys, jump in. What do you think of this right here, this whole little segment that we just saw? This is supposed to be their first interaction. It started, the the last scene of the first episode started off like, hey, we're here, we've got this under control, we know what we're doing. Clearly, they do not. This is something new for them. They're in trouble. They're going out into this world. What did you guys think? Well, Go ahead, Dana. It's a whole new experience for this different when someone is telling you. How to kill an empty, to actually do that, and that is your practice. You're always out there with an empty. Um, it's kind of when you build yourself up in your head and you think you're going to have the best arguments or the best fights or whatever it is, but when you're actually in there, it's just not a good plan. So for me, I love the idea of just could do with Iris botching everything, and I thought that it was just very well done in the realm. That what about you? Yes. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I have to be honest. Uh, when I saw this scene, I couldn't help but laugh for the entirety of the whole scene because the way the camera cuts to the flashback and then to the present. Don't you know? Do this. Oh, and then we see she fails that, and yeah. then he says, "Do this." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I laugh when I saw that, and then of course when we got to the end of the scene where, um, you know, she vomited on 
the uh, empty at the very end, she was very proud that she did that. Like that was a threat to <laughs> to the actual empty. So, I mean, I understand that this is their first time actually going through this experience after only hearing about the training, but then to actually get the hands-on thing and then messing it up. I understand that this is a part of the, the development of the character and them learning um, how things really are in the world, but I just... The way that they presented it, it made me laugh because of the back and forth with the flashbacks. Yeah, but it, it's it throws me off. All of this right now just throws <laughs> me off because they come off very confident, right? The first episode, they're all confident. They they feel ready to go. We sort of saw a little bit of the training they were getting that whole scene, and even at the end of the last episode where she's like, "I got this," and she goes, "She's not scared. None of them is scared of these empties." It's not like what we would see in The Walking Dead proper, where uh, we would see an introduction of a character walking in. It was like, oh my god, there's a walker. And it's like, ah, they start running and freaking out and panicking. There's no panic in these kids. Even in that scene, they they like, oh, there's one right there. No one said, oh my god, should we run? Should we? It was like, no, no, we have to kill it. So for them to be that confident, but then not being able to pull the trigger right at the end... That's what throws me off. Because if anyone goes for any kind of, uh, whether it's, like, I, I've had some MMA training, right? And it's, a, it's one thing to do training and then to go live and actually start punching someone in the face, legit. <laughs> you know? And it's a, it's definitely takes a switch. Because some people could say, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I kick ass and, and I, my BJJ is strong. And it's like, okay, yeah, I get that when you're training. But when you have to put that all in a live situation and you're getting real elbows and punches to the face, can you react? And if not, you, you could panic. And you could freak. And that's what I was expecting at this scene. And like you said, she seemed like she did a good job. She was okay. She threw up. At that point, I would think the, the actor would then sort of crumble a little bit. And just be like, I don't know. I, don't, I thought I, I was ready for this. I thought I was prepared for something like this. I can't believe I, I botched that. I don't, you know what I mean? There was no doubt. It was almost like she felt like she, she completed the goal. She's like, hey, I didn't kill it, but I threw up on it. Let's go. Oh, I understand now because she has that overall sense of confidence, yep. that assurance, and that you know go-getter type of yeah. Yeah, even from the when we saw in the pilot episode, you know, you don't sign; it's not mm -hmm. perfect. Oh my gosh, you screw it up. So yeah, I I understand now. It would have flowed better if she had that sort of regret and she was getting down on herself for not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, 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 shoot, I thought I had this down packed. I, I remember this is my journey, and she sort of brings that up. And it, it, we could just bring that part up, because it was a quick in passing when she's talking to the group, and she was like, they were like hey, we could have helped you out. I was like, no, no, I feel like it's my responsibility. We're, we're out here because of me. It was my decision to go find my father, and we're on this journey, so I should be able to pull this off. But then she didn't, I, I don't know, I wanted to be more hard on herself. I, That's all. I, I just want to make a quick comment. Yes, uh, that moment of what you said uh, with the crumbling, we did get that at the very end of the of the episode, uh, which she had her conversation with Hope. But I, I do agree they pro that probably should have happened a lot sooner, especially after this. But one thing I will say is that I do I, I will say this. I, I, I do think it is realistic that someone wouldn't completely crumble right away because... Again, think about it from the, the the simple fact of, yes, they did make this decision to go out and they obviously underestimated the whole mission that they have in front of them. But uh, I think, um, again, there they, they still has to be some type of feeling that we can we can accomplish this 
But I think I think I think it's realistic in a sense that if, if it happens, if, if it has to happen at a time where it naturally makes sense. And as you start to see that there's more obstacles we have mm-hmm. to overcome, at that point, yes, somebody should crumble. Yeah. But I do agree, probably should have did that a little bit sooner. So. Yeah. All right. So then the next scene eventually cuts over to Felix and Huck, and we see that they're outside of the colony. And they're looking for Iris and Hope. I don't think at this point, and they never specify if they know that uh, Silas and Elton are with them. They just know that Iris and Hope are gone. And he's like, yeah, I have to go find them. So while they're out there walking, that's when Felix starts bringing up his issues with the Civil Republic. And he starts thinking, hey, there may be some truth to what's going on here with Iris's concerns. How come we don't hear from anybody that goes over there? And what's with their backstory? Maybe they're in trouble. Maybe there's a lot going on that we don't know. And that's the, the little back and forth. But the, the key part of this scene is not so much of that. It's the flashback. Because he's now, this is the first of many in this episode that Felix starts having these flashbacks. And this one is of him, I guess, what he, he's, I'm assuming he was in college because he brings up university, but whatever. He comes in, his dad is sitting at a table, says, hey, I went on uh, your computer because I was looking up for jobs and I saw three emails. Um... Are you a faggot? Yeah, and that's what he said. Now, I'm not paraphrasing. That's what he clearly said in this episode. He just called him out on it. And he doesn't, uh, Felix doesn't really answer the question, but it, it it makes it uncomfortable. And he says, you know what? I don't want you here. This is with the dad speaking. I want you to leave. And he says, why? Why are you doing this? And he's like, I guess he had a check. Was that a check that he was handing him? That uh, yeah. Felix was name is again? And he said, we don't need it. We're good. We don't need you. Just leave. And kicks him out. And uh, I don't know. I Again, I I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm thinking too much of it. I think it felt rushed. I felt like a scene. This is a very powerful moment for anybody that knows someone that has come out or has been uh, their family has figured out that they're gay, bisexual, what have you. There's more to it. It's never. This was just straight up. Just get out. What about mom? Does mom have a say? Does mom know what about his his items like his clothing? Where's he going? Get out. Where Where's he gonna go? Just get out. Like, you're gone. You've been kicked out. What did you guys pick up from Get out scenes like that is something that's very common, even in real life. My issue is that I really would have wished that we would have got a, a bit more of a story and that it wasn't just thrown in in the second episode because it was very kind of just chaotic in general. And I wish that it was something that was more fleshed out so that we just kind of feel the impact of what's going on and what happened after he got kicked out of the house. Yeah. You know, how did he live? How was he able to sustain himself? That kind of... Because not only did they kick him out, this is during a time of where there's empties running around, there are things we can die very easily, get killed by them. So that would have had just an even more impact. It was something that wasn't the second episode. Also, on top of that... Um, I really just wanted to get to know Felix a little bit more before we start rushing in on the second episode to give us this really deep backstory. It, it definitely, who is he yeah. now? Who is he? I don't know who he is now. Uh, yeah, where did he get that money from? What? How much money was it? Was he working? Did he have a job? What, what's going on here? You know, w- w- one thing I do want to say about this episode, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into this conversation a little bit later, it feels like there was a lot of stuff that was happening and and I think as a viewer, like if you're watching the show, like from 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 the moment the show started, they had a flashback and a flash forward of Hope's character. 
like you saw when she was with a the kid. Bubbles, that's right. Yeah, and she she was she, she she was reliving all the stuff that happened with her shooting the the the, the woman, and then you see the flash forward of you know her walking out, which we'll get into later at the very end of the episode. So, and then when you shift that to what's happening in the present, then you shift to what's happening with Felix and to his backstory and stuff like that. It's a lot of stuff that you're throwing at the viewer to try to get their attention. And I, I don't know if people have the patience to sit down and watch this all the way through and be invested like that when you throw in so much at them at once. Um, that was the observation that I made as I was watching. I mean, I understood it, of course, but it's like there's a lot to try to throw at somebody to try and understand and pack into this story when really it should be about the four characters and then, of course, you know, Felix and Huck now because they're also looking for them. Well, it, it's a lot to try to process all that at once. But uh, go, go, go ahead, Dana. Oh, no, I was just going to say that it also feels like it's trying to manipulate our emotions. Yeah, oh, it's definitely, oh, yeah. it's definitely pulling at the strings. They're trying to get all of it out. Even with the music yeah. and the tone and everything that they're going <laughs> for. Yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely trying to pull us in. But the problem is, I don't think, especially us uh, now, we're not invested yet. It's too soon. It's too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that I loved about The Walking Dead is that we would have certain, like, uh, Tyrese and certain characters would jump in and be like, oh, wow, that's a few episodes in. You're still pulling in. We know their backstory. We really get, we see them get integrated into the group. And I'm like, oh, they're in. This is great. And then poof, they die. And then it hits us hard. Because they're like, oh, wait a minute, I, I just got invested. You you pulled me in, you tricked me. You know, I thought this was going to work out. You know, I was listening to my mind and to what I read in comics, and that character doesn't die until, like, you know, it's a trade four. But you, you, you pulled a fast one on me. So this, I feel, too rushed with all this. Yes. It's just too rushed. All right, so the next scene, there's a lot that happens, and I'm just going to try to condense this. And this is the part where we, I just wrote down in my notes, uh, Hope Bowling for Empties. This is where she finds the bowling ball, and it looks like they have some kind of, like, there's no memory to this, but it triggers something that her and Iris recall some kind of time that they had, because they named this Mo, Big Mo. Right, and I think we had talked about this before. It's like I don't think any of us, when we watched the episode, we picked up on. I was like, maybe I missed something. I was like, I don't think they ever mentioned really. Obviously, it must be a good moment of the bowling, and there was a certain ball that they liked using, and they called it Mo. That's what I'm assuming, or maybe we'll find out in later episodes. Right, but uh, we have this bowling ball, and then there's a scene where Hope and Elton get into sort of like their first real bonding moment, and uh, they start talking about the apocalypse and everything that's going on. And Elton starts explaining that his mom saw this as the end of the the world. Like, this was it. Things were coming to an end. And I think if I'm correct, I'm just double-checking here. No, I don't think she... This is not the main part. But she says... Yeah, he just starts... She's just talking about all this stuff. So he was like... The hope starts thinking, well, you think this is it? I was like, I don't know. But this is what my mother was... So he thinks this is the end of the world. This is what we, This is what we have left. And so at this point, this is also when uh, Iris takes a look and she sees from the binoculars, she sees this smoke. And this is where we get into the title of this episode, The Blaze of Gory, the the B.O.G. So from what <laughs> they, the rumors, this is what they're saying, the rumors are 
is that this is a big pit, a huge pit of burning tires, and that this was set up so that way it can lure all the empty. And this is why you don't see large herds attacking the campus, because they're all gathered around this, you know, like moths to a flame type of situation. So they see this, and I'm like, oh, well, do we need to go through there? And I'm like, well, we want to get to the airfield. They, I, I, did I miss something? Did they ever specify why they have to go through the airfield? Because I don't think anyone knows how to fly a plane. But No, no. They never specified they never, that. I guess they figured it would be safer to try and get through that way because they're trying to get to where to her dad is at. Yeah, they're trying to get to New York. So I guess that's the path. All right, whatever. But they determined, it's like, hey, the fastest way is to actually go through the BOG. They have to go through. They have to sneak around. They have to do something. Because if they try to go around, it's going to take two. So then they all agree, all right, we're going to do this. And also, even though they know it's dangerous, they want to see it for themselves. And again, this is, it's the delivery. The actor's delivery to all this it was very nonchalant of like, oh, yeah, well, hey, we got to do it. Let's just do it. Uh, did you not see how you failed miserably before with this whole zombie thing? <laughs> uh, well, the, the empty. And it's just, I man, it's just something about the flow. The flow just doesn't feel right. The responses, the reactions, the facial expressions—I just feel like I'm not—I'm not getting them. I, I would—if I was a director, I'm like, cut, hold on. You're four kids out in the unknown. You just had an issue with this empty. It did not work out, and now you just see this image of this massive burning flame. You know the story. There's going to be a horde of it. Where's the sense of dread, panic? Where's the sense of doubt? The, this is something we would all experience we would all experience this if i was to tell you it's like hey we're gonna go to the you know my friend's house would have but we have to go through this really bad neighborhood and you see a whole bunch of these thug looking guys hanging out and stuff and you're, you're over there thinking wow i got my iphone on me i got a gold chain or whatever my grandma would have cross gave me and so, uh, i don't know if i should be doing this you would have some some dread you should have some doubt right you'd be like well maybe we should think about this. Maybe we should go around do we know anybody there? you know just some none of that comes up it's more of like hey we just got to do it all right i where was it someone giving a valid reasoning of just saying hey you know what safety first we're new to this i say we take the long route i get it it's it wouldn't be good tv to do that but still bring it up the main uh, walking dead had that character that character is eugene Eugene always had the 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 opposite to any of the the conflicts. Remember, he was like, "Nope, I say we stay overnight. We have to travel through the night. Nope, I say we travel through the day so we could see the the walkers clearer and this and this." He always had it. Every group needs one because there is one in our show here. We have Dana. Dana does that. So wait, what? There what? you go. There you go. Don't worry. We're gonna add that out. We're gonna add that out. So there, see, there you go. But that's the point. There should be some, and they're all for it. They're all for it. But what did you guys think? I'm rambling on this because this really got me a little hot. So what did you guys think when they saw that? Go ahead, Dana. I was waiting for Rich. Um, when they when they saw the whole situation with the tires. Yeah, it would have been nice conflict-wise at some kind of texture to have someone say no and for to kind of debate to go instead of just being so sure of things. But again, here is the thing. They are very... Um, self-assured and they seem to just be following a very particular plan so it doesn't necessarily make full sense to me but for the 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 setup of a story and for the plot 
it can add more tension and drama if it does fail in some way that you know, argue you're on down the line. And also the ten- tension wise, because they're walking a whole and their visibility fire, you can't see any. And also fire, you can't really breathe. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's not a smart idea because yeah. people have just died from smoke inhalation, you know, before a fire ever touches you. Yeah, they had no mask. They didn't even think about that. It was like, all right, what about face covering? Think, especially if you're burning tires. They should know that much. She says she, Iris is a scientist. She should know the chemicals that are involved <laughs> in the manufacturing of that rubber. You know, it's one of the questions that I didn't understand. Would the smell of the smoke mask their, I guess, alive bodies smell? I thought they were going to bring that up. We'll get to that when they get to the BOG. And that's one of the things that I popped up in my, in my mind. I'm like, well, is that what's going on here? I don't want to jump the gun. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that point. All right. So the next part is we see Borg jumped back to Felix and Huck. I still, I hate her name. That Huck, I just don't like it. I don't like it. It just doesn't seem Aww, right. But whatever, whatever. She's a great ca- I like her character somewhat because it's kind of like, she has this like naive approach to everything. She's just going along for the ride because she's out there to help him out. She sees what he wants to do. And she even points it out. She's like, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I love you. you know, she keeps saying that. So they now reach that uh, first empty, the failed attempt uh, botch killing of this empty. And they see that it's there and they, they see all the puke and all that stuff. And the first thing that that Felix starts bringing up is like, well, I think this is all Hope's planning. Hope is the one leading them. It's like, why do you think it's Hope? He's like, well, I definitely don't think it's Iris, right? He's sort of like, no, it can't be Iris. It's got to be Hope. Hope is doing it. This is her type of thing. You know, she's the wild one. You know, she's the one that had the, the hooch and with the alcohol and all that stuff going on in episode one. So, yeah, this is her trying to go out there and do this. And then the key part of this is the flashback. We see this flashback of him running in the street. It's at night. It looks like this is uh, uh, when the sky fell. It's that date. And you just see him running. And it, it, he has his cell phone. Was it? I, I did, didn't really see. Was he trying to call home or was like no signal? What was going on? Did you see what it said on the screen? Rich or Dana, did you see anything on his screen? No, I did not. No. That was, it was really quick. That's what I'm saying. It was a really quick flash. All right, so that was it. That was pretty much it with that flash. But that was a, another key moment because now we see we're getting to somewhere with him on these flashbacks. There is a point to these flashbacks. You know, besides the, the first one, which was very impactful that we talked about about the dad and the gay. Or will we think he could well, be? We'll find out more. What, Rich, you got something? I, I just want to make a comment about that real quick. Um, I know Dana mentioned earlier that there should have been a, a better storyline in place, like explaining what happened to him when he left the house, etc., I agree 100%, and what I think the writers are doing is instead of telling that story, they're telling you the story of this is a character that is closed off and not really opening himself up to everybody else because this whole episode, he's very, you know, he doesn't really want to talk to Huck about anything. Even getting down to the, you know, and at the very end, he does tell her, you know. Nope, we'll get to uh, it. Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah, 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 but, 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 but prior to that, it's like, He's keeping these secrets, and he doesn't really want to communicate this stuff. So I, I think they're telling that story uh, instead of all the other stuff. They're just trying to get to the fact that he has a secret, and he doesn't really want to say anything yet to anybody. But that that's what I think they're doing instead of going the other route of explaining all this other stuff. That's just my observation. That could be it. That could be it. Then we get another flash. Right, now we're, I'm sorry. No, this is after the flash. Now we're back to the group. 
and it's daylight. They're still walking, and you find out that Elton takes out the spray can. He has a spray can, and Iris and Lum's like, "Hey, what are you doing with the spray can? What's going on with that now?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I want to continue on with what they were taught with the scientists back over at the the campus colony. That if you remember in the first episode, Felix and Hulk were out there tagging." The, the empties that were near the fence and they said that way they can see where they migrate and how they move and he says since we're out here I want to continue that you know maybe we'll come across some of them all right that makes sense so as they're traveling through the road they see that there's one empty on the, on the road on the ground looks like it's dead but it, it has a weird sound coming from it uh Elton goes to investigate and then poof all these bees fly out so I guess they were just living within these body and as they fly out he's reacting he's freaking out they're sort of screaming making noises and then quickly you see there's another one I don't know how this one snuck up on them how do you not see this because from the camera angle it looked like a pretty open road right it didn't well, look when you're chased by bees let's see where your focus uh, is I, I understand but it was broad daylight when viewers uh, listeners have watched this episode they'll understand what i'm saying it was pretty open and it wasn't foggy right now i can assume it's kind of dark and not sure whatever i'm i'm this is, i'm just critiquing but uh, anyway they uh silas makes a quick turn to his left and poof there's one of these empties just standing there right in front of his face and they're screaming just kill him take him out take him out he has his weapon with him and he freezes he just stands there, he freezes. Uh, Elton reacts quick because he has the spray can. And said, well, he sprays it in the face, and then they go running off. So that scene made me wonder, like, would spraying it in the face really do anything? Because is it, is it going to rub its eyes? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's no. the thing. It's an empty. It's just, from what we understand, they're just mindless, just movement going toward the smell to, to feed. They're not even hungry. It's just that that uh, internal instinct of just eating. It's one of those type of things. They just do it and do it. It does it's, it, to fulfill a, 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 a need that's not really there. So that's why when it's like, all right, you spray it and then you run. Well, you're not blinding it. It's not like it's screaming like a monster, like my eyes, my eyes, you know, whatever. So then uh, what did you guys get from that whole little situation? Because now this is round two. Now we've seen they're, they're two for two when it comes to killing these empties. But yet they're going into the GOB, which is full of these empties. Well, I had a ring where I would if in someone's past, whether or not these kids, they think that it could be one of their parents. Because we don't really fully know the backstory or a family member. And that's why they're kind of afraid to kill it. Or if it just something is that simple love, it's much harder to do things when you actually have to face it. As opposed to imagining it and taking a class in order to pass to get a grade. Hmm. All right. Maybe. Rich? Well, well, yeah, I, I, I think that's a very good theory. Uh, I mean, it certainly can be uh, something that we can definitely say about uh, Elton and Silas. Because those are the characters that you don't really know too much about them. Uh, we, we've seen a lot of, well, a good portion of what's been going on with Hope and Iris, although I'm pretty sure that we'll see more about them as well. So that's a great theory. Um, I personally just think it's a situation of really hitting home the fact that they, as Adam said in the last episode, they made the responsibility, this very important uh, decision to go out into the world and try to get, uh, you know, get access to Iris and Hope's dad. Um and they didn't really take into account all the risks that were involved. So every time that Iris says, oh, I got this, oh, we got this, it's always something where it's a test to see as things continue to progress and as you have to continuously go through these obstacles, are you still fully in? Are you still fully committed? And one thing I will give them credit, 
there was some bonding in this episode with the characters. Yeah, yeah. We definitely uh, saw that. We saw that. So that's good at least. But mm-hmm. uh, I, that possibly should have started to happen before they decided as a group, yes, we need to go out into the dangerous world because we have to save, uh, you know, Hope and Iris's dad at all costs. I, I just... And that was my issue with the first episode. I would have just liked if they would have just specified, are, are this, is this a solid group of friends? That's it. Yeah. Just let me know that much because it really didn't come off that way. Especially with uh, Silas and the interaction with Hope in that first scene in episode one. It was like, hey, you didn't see anything. Yeah, good talk. You know, it's like, are you buddies or is this just somebody, the, the goofball you make fun of? On campus, you know, it's those type of things. It would have been better for us to say, "Hey, this is a group of friends. They're they're close friends," because then we can understand their interactions and the, maybe some of the lack of communication with certain things. Because when you're with your friends, you can pick things up without saying anything, because you you know them. You know how to re- they react to certain things. But whatever. The next scene is where they decide it's nightfall. They need to find shelter. Okay, they get to this point. They say, "All right, there's a house. We see a house, and then they see a tree house." Well, you know what? It makes sense. Go to the treehouse. Right? They go to the treehouse, and this is where, what you sort of hinted at, this is where we get into the bonding moment. Once they get to this treehouse, they find a Monopoly set. They start playing Monopoly. Oh, wait, did I? Yes. Was it the mop? Wait, before I jump the gun. Was it Big Mo first or Monopoly? In Big my, Mo. It was Big Mo. All right, I knew I had a feeling I had this mixed up. So they have the bowling ball. And that's when Hope says, calling Big Mo. I was like, Big Mo. They, they had to say that with Big Mo. Pass it around. They want uh, Silas. Say Big Mo. He grabs it. He goes, Big Mo. He's like, no, no. We're feeling screaming. Big Mo. He goes, Big Mo. That pissed me off. That pissed me off. And again, it's like, it's not so much of comparing it to Walking Dead. It's just survival. You know that there's these empties that respond to sound. And yet, you're now in this treehouse which is somewhat safe, but it's like a catch-22 because if they do swarm this tree, you're stuck, <laughs> you know? But at the same time, you know, you can sleep and don't have to worry for them to climb because they don't climb. But you're telling now this kid to scream it out. And what happens when he screams? They they find out that that same empty that uh, Silas did not kill tracked them, probably through the scent, just traditional form, found them through scent. And they're like, oh, well, he's down there. So they take Big Mo and put him to use, right? They drop Big Mo. Say, hey, this is it. Big, it's going to kill the, 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 the empty. It does not. doesn't do a trick. You can still hear it. They say, you know, if it's still there, we'll deal with it in the morning because they like to roam. They get bored and they move on. But that's not the case. I don't know where they got that from. We've known this from the original Walking Dead and we know this from all of it. They never leave if, unless there's actual scent trail or some other outlet to, for food, right? That's it. They're not going to just leave. They will keep banging on the door forever. We've seen that in prior episodes for the other. Anyway, that's when they find the Monopoly set. They start playing Monopoly. Seem like they're having a good old time. So before I get to the next part of it, what did you guys think of this whole interaction with the bowling ball and then with them telling him to scream it out and just, oh, let's go play Monopoly now. Again, I feel like they're too too relaxed in this environment. Come on now. What was it, Dana? You were comparing this to Lean On Me? Was that it? Or Stand By Me? here's the issue we keep having this argument at the end of the day these are still teenagers and they're in a campus where you can have fun and giggle and play Monopoly and not worry they was raised there I'm going to assume they were born well not all of them but you know they spent the majority of them in this camp so yes 
they are aware of the walkers, but at the end of the day, they are still going to try to have fun with the whole situation. And yes, they may have played Monopoly a wee bit too loud and big mode too loud, but it was for them that moment to take that stress and attention off. And this is the thing I don't get with Elton, because when we first met Elton, it's his key statement to everything was, hey, I've been out there. I go out there all the time. I scavenge. I know what it's like out there. I see So was like in the in the, in the garden so area. but I don't, we don't know we don't know <laughs> see you say that no, we don't know we don't know we don't know how far he never really said how far he goes so he says, i'm going to assume of the show that we've seen so much that elton is the kind of I, who talks a lot but does nothing. i thought that when what the way they introduced him that he was going to be that voice of reason that he was going to be their version of eugene but then sort of a little bit of uh a little bit of uh, Daryl, only because he remember he, I know karate. So all right, fine, you know karate. Now, did you actually have to ever use it on an empty? Maybe you did. We don't know. He's always going out there. Maybe he could kick ass and stuff. And he knows the tracks. All I'm saying is that it would have been smart if he just some extra lines for him, like when they were like, "Oh, scream this out." Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. We don't know what else is around us. We're in a treehouse. Let's just. No, it's just a liar. Yeah, well, all right, well, you want to call him a liar. All right, so we could say that he's a liar. Did you pick anything up with this, Rich? Did you have any issues with this, or you just, like, Dana say, ah, whatever, they're just having fun? Um, well, I understand that, yes, they are teenagers. They, I guess they're trying to have some level of fun, and e- even though this is a very serious situation, I think it's, again, they under- underestimate the gravity of the situation, and my guess is that as we get deeper into this season, uh they will get a better understanding of how serious all of this is and it will definitely change their opinions uh and how they 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 uh they interact as well as how they approach and think about the world i mean i think this is the reason why the people behind this show wanted to make this show because the regular walking dead show is very brutal and you know the characters do a lot of things that uh they should not be proud of doing if, if, when it comes to killing people, st- but you have to do this to survive. So I think they wanted to try and make a show that's a little bit more lighthearted, but it still deals with some serious topics. Um, I mean, one of the main why- things that they haven't talked about, they always talk about the empties, the empties. What's one thing that we see all the time on the main uh, Walking Dead and even now in Fear that's the real threat? And it's other communities, other yes. groups. Mm-hmm. And is that going to happen with are they well, going to come across, or is this just this, them running away from zombies? Well, I think that is the point of the whole story with Elizabeth. You know, uh, that hasn't really progressed to where it needs to, but obviously that is the antagonist that they're going to have to deal with. Now, if it comes to having to kill people, that's where, you, now you're talking about The Walking Dead, but this show, I don't think that this show is meant to be rated the same as The no, Walking no, Dead. No, so. no. You're right, you're right. So, I, so I, I, I don't know how they're going to get, when they get to that point, I don't know how they're going to address that situation. But, uh, yeah, I, that's what my take is. But, again, but clearly, it doesn't I mean, mean we, we've discussed this off here, that they are not raised like the children of Alexandria, like the way Judith, Judith, at what, she's like 12, and she's oh, yeah. holding a gun, and she just blasting them, stern face, <laughs> like, hey, this is what we got to do. These kids 
are not on that level. If they come across Judith, they're going to have to bend the knee because they're going to be like, <laughs> she, she's the leader. This one is no joke. You're right. She's no joke. She makes us all look inferior. We should just go right back to the campus and, and go back into a lecture hall or take some more uh, those self-defense classes. So just to yeah. close out this scene, because this is where we come up to failure number three. And while they're all sleeping, Hope decides she's going to go and kill this uh, this uh, empty, which is still out there. She can still hear it. So you remember uh, at this point, Rich, just in case I boxed this up, she lights up a doll that she finds on fire. She throws yep. it down to lure away so that she can get a good advantage on this kill. She tries to climb down. She falls. And when she falls, she realizes that, that she boxed this whole thing and she can't continue on. And she just cancels out and climbs back up, right? Well, no. What happens is... Uh... She the, the 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 empty does come after her. They wrestle and then they go over a cliff and the empty ends up falling into into the ditch area. That so the empty is away from away from her. Um, and yeah, after that she uh, then she runs. That was a, yeah. I was looking at my notes yeah, and I think I, I missed the point. Yeah. You know, but I knew there was a, that extra scene you said. Yep, and that's it. So there you go. Three failed attempts at trying to take these things out. It's not looking good when it comes to this. That's that's the thing. So when she gets back up, she lays down. Silas is still there, and he says, "All right, you took care of it." She doesn't really say too much. He's like, you know, thank you, and he apologizes for not being able to do his part, and he pretty much tries to reassure he will next time. And she says, "Hey, don't mention it. Literally, don't mention it. Don't tell anybody who did this." Yeah, and uh, that's it. He puts on his headphones, and again, just in my head, overthinking. I'm like, "Oh, what are you using? Are you using a Walkman? Are you using an iPod? Are you using an iPad, uh, an iPhone, or an Android? Well, I don't know. This is shit that I'm thinking about. What what is he using?" But uh, we don't hear the music. I, again, thought this would be the point because it's been playing a lot of music throughout this episode and even in the first episode that they would have some kind of music that would be relevant to the scene, you know, just to set the mood. I don't know. I'm looking you, you know, I, I just I just want to make a, a real quick comment because you were mentioning about uh, her conversation with Silas. I find it very interesting how this is a character that tells Silas don't worry, don't, you know, because he blames himself for what happened for, because he didn't he didn't kill the empty earlier mm -hmm. when he had an opportunity. It kind of feels to me like uh, the Hope character still is dealing with the guilt of having to kill that woman and thinking that, well, I well, because of because of the fact of how I reacted, maybe I am responsible for getting my mom shot and killed. And I and I find it interesting how, again, you're telling the other person, don't blame yourself but I think she is still blaming herself for what happened to her mom. And I, my guess is that they're going to come to some revelation with this because I'm assuming she never, ever told her sister about this. No, they don't. So, they don't know. so, so to, 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 to use that as, as, you know, pretty much to say someone who was holding a secret, similar to the fact that Felix is ha holding a secret as well. I'm just assuming that. That as this character evolves, eventually she's going to tell her about that, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe she'll feel a lot better. But it feels that she's still struggling with that, which is why she keeps having these flashbacks, these memories, and keeps thinking about this stuff because there's still some guilt there about this. Yeah. And speaking of Felix, we now jump over to Felix and Huck again. This time he's walking up ahead, just again closed off. Something's going on. Huck notices something's going on. And then this is where he explains, hey, this is this is my hometown. Um, this is my hometown. Uh, this is where I grew up. And then we see another flashback. And in this flashback, we see him again running through the streets. It's that same. It's when this guy fell. And he gets to the house. 
if I'm recalling this right, and this is where we we hear that the the, the parents are inside. It, was it? Did he knock? Because I know there's two scenes at this point, and I'm trying to remember because I just wrote in my notes yeah. a flashback. But I think yeah, this. He, all right, keep going. You can pull this one off, Rich. Yeah, he goes to the door, and he's thinking. Uh, you know, he he hears that there there obviously is someone in there because they had an image that someone was inside the house. But he doesn't go in there. He turns back, and there's an empty coming towards him. He kills. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does not uh, fully go through with killing the, the parents that are obviously still in the house, but now they're empties. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't go through with it. Uh, I don't know if later on he's going to come back to that. Uh, I, I would assume that that might happen. But, uh, yeah, he just goes to the house. But wait a minute, wait, wait, see, I think that's the earlier scene. See, that's the thing with all these jumps, and I think, because yep. he had, like, three flashbacks, but two of them were almost identical, of him just yep. running in the street, looking up, seeing this guy fall. Another one, running in the street, looking up, and he looked at his phone. It looked like he was trying to call someone or whatever, maybe he lost connection, and there goes yeah, that. Yeah, trying to call the parents. Yeah, yep. trying to do that whole thing. But then we jump. It was This, this little segment here was kind of quick, because then we jumped back to the group, and this is where they reach the point now they're closer to the b uh the the bog they're looking through their binoculars they're taking turns they see a horde this is it this is our first time (laughs) a horde right we should have some sound effects maybe next time i'll put some this is it because for me in my mind this is like all right this is the ultimate test this is where this show is gonna pick up because now we know for a fact because they made this decision. They have to go through this. So we see it's true. Burning tires. Everything's on fire. Smoke. All that. And these hordes are just around it. And it's really foggy. Really dark and foggy. Reminiscent of the mist. Stephen King's the mist. Very thick. Very thick. So they're there. And they're like, well, what do we do? And again, this is the part that I... And like I said, I can't wait till they do his backstory. When uh, Silas says, well, I'm not going back. I can never go. So we have to... Do. And I'm like, man, how bad... Was, was it for him at the campus? We need some more backstory on this because it's one thing where it's like, ah, people ignore him or they sort of make fun of him, which we never really saw it, it, besides Hope. <laughs> so if anything, he's trying to get away from Hope and yet he's with Hope. Uh, it's just the way he responded first about saying, it's like, yeah, I'm not going back. This is, we got to do We're not going to go around. They all agree. Yeah, well, we have to do this. We got to go forward. We just got to take it for what it is. And they just accept it. Again, this is... This was a, would have been a big point to just sort of throwing some doubt or come up with some other options. Did you guys pick any of that up? Were you cool with this scene right here? Because now they actually got to see it. They saw it firsthand. There's one thing to hear about it and see it firsthand. This is what they wanted to know. They wanted to see it for themselves, and now they did. And now one person reacted like, holy shit, we can't do this. Well, there's a thing, yeah, at all. Um, we just got to, okay, let's go. And even with that whole line of I'm not going back, you kind of want why is he not going to go? The fact that you could death yeah. is a go back to the campus. That right there is a compelling story itself. And that's the one thing they're not telling. And I understand it's hopefully get that later. And that's not rushed everything. Oh. But um, yeah, it would have been a lot better if we had some tension. You know, uh, I, I just want to say maybe it will take the seeing the death of another character for them to get serious. Although I don't know if they're going to do that because. You know, these are teenager char- teenage characters. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, well, hey, I, 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 that 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 will that probably should happen, but I think it's going to take something like that for for them to realize 
okay, this is a serious situation. We can't play around here. We, we got to get strong, get tough, and figure out how to get through this, this thing as a group collectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So then after that scene, we get jumped back to Huck and, and Felix. And now Huck is... This is where, uh, uh, off camera, off time, I was talking about this whole issue because it's a timing. Huck says, all right, we've been traveling 48 hours. Like, 48 <laughs> hours. You know, it, it, it's straight. They didn't stop. Now, remember, the kids did stop, and they, they slept. They spent the night in the treehouse. Did you pass them? You know, what's going on here? But uh, anyway, she's like, hey, we got to sleep. We got to rest. You need to rest. And she said, what is going on? And he sort of goes into it with the flashback. He starts talking about he had issues with his dad. and He doesn't really go into detail, though. Right? I don't think he told her in that scene, oh, he kicked me out because I'm gay. He never said that. Right? Did, you, did I miss something? No, right? Yeah, he no, no, he he never he never um never said that. Uh, that goes to what I was saying earlier about the secret. I, I don't believe that Huck knows that. Uh, yeah, you know, knows that Felix is you know is is gay. Uh, and because again, she keeps referring to him as love, and obviously there is you know there's some type of relationship there that it's more than just uh, acquaintances. Uh, that's why I feel. As the season progresses, he if he when he, she finds that information out, I don't know how mm-hmm. she's going to respond to that because uh, yeah, because we'll have to see. Yeah, because in my notes here, I have this is the part where while he's telling her, then he says that he was running for almost two days. Again, they keep going back forty eight hours, two days. Yeah, he said he went pretty much on foot from the university to get to his parents during that thing. He felt like he had to be there for. Them. And once he got there, he started screaming, "Mom, Dad, I'm here!" All thing. And they said, "We don't need you." go away again it's like so open up the door they were they were alive it's like and they just left them out there really is it that bad like you that you don't even open up even when all this is happening there's that much hate because you find out gay i mean he didn't even admit he was gay you don't know anything maybe he was just doing research whatever he, he didn't deny it either so maybe that's well, the case I didn't fully admitted it. that's what i'm no. saying did he i thought he did yeah he did. He, he. I mean, he, I mean, he was angry that he was called that name. So yeah, that's yeah, why he was I, angry. Yeah, yeah. That, that that to me is yeah. This pretty much you know confirming that yes, I do. I am. I am gay. But I, I do think the parent reaction to that is ridiculously over the top. I know a lot of people that has happened to them, but I mean, it, even in the situations like with this, with all that stuff that happened when everything was happening with the apocalypse. I would think at that point the parent, okay, let me make sure my my kid is okay, and vice versa, because that's a life or death situation. Like, See, and then it even is- makes you wonder about that because if you remember that scene with the dad with the laptops that he was looking up for jobs. So I'm thinking maybe the the outbreak didn't happen yet because if he's looking for jobs, yeah, it, and it, he's no, on- it, it, yeah, it, it didn't happen at that time because it was later on when he was trying to call that day when all that stuff was happening. That was when he was trying to call back the parents to make sure that they were okay and safe because that's when everything, you know, was happening at once. So it, it didn't happen at that point. Uh, that's when, when he got kicked out. It didn't happen at that point. But when he was trying to get back to that house to make sure they was okay, that was when all that stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, I kept thinking about this plane because that's what we're assuming. It's a plane that crashed, right? And that's what happened there. And I was thinking, well, Fear the Walking Dead had the, the web series and it mm-hmm. took place on a plane. There was an outbreak. There was a zombie attack, and they crashed. 
and this whole big thing. And I was like, well, I wonder if this is how they're going to link it. Like, maybe this was the plane that went down. But I that's a very good that theory. Yesterday, not yesterday, last week. You did? Pilot episode, the pieces of the plane that fell down. I said that had to be flight. Maybe. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we know that it's going to connect directly to um, the fear, current Walking Dead, and it ties directly to Rick Grimes' movie. All right, see, there you go. All right, so now we jump back to the group. So now there, there goes that they're still they're in this place uh, back where Hux and Felix. It looks like they're going to hunker for the night. So we jump back to the group, and they had made the decision to travel through the night. They were like, hey, it's be undercover. It's going to be dark. Hopefully the the empties don't see them, so they're traveling. And it's still like early morning, that type of uh, uh, time period. And here we have another one-on-one conversation going on between Elton and Hope. And they're having this whole discussion about what's going on with this apocalypse and endless. And this is where Elton starts talking about, well, he sees this as, what is it? He referred, uh, they are the endlings, right, of their species. Not just them, but just this generation of humans. And that this is it. And that he feels that he has to do something uh, important in his life. Something fulfilling. So he can at least feel like he did something. Because I guess he felt that if he stayed at the, uh, the campus... He wasn't going to grow. He wasn't going to develop. He didn't see a future in any way. But at least with this, this is a goal. This is a goal. Save this father, this uh, their father. This is also to go and see the world for what's going on. And when he brings up this whole thing with the endling of their species, and she was like, well, you're kind of dark with all this. He's like, hey, well, he's sort of just calling it like it is, right? That's, that's how he sees it. All right. So uh, I'm just going to add all this, and then I'll get you guys into it. So then... As they're walking, she says, hey, can I get your spray can? And he's like, all right, fine. He gives her the spray can. And then you see that she's, after they leave that area, all four of them, you see everyone passing by, she had uh, spray-painted uh, endlings, the endlings there. So what did you guys think of that? Like, this is this is really setting up. We're getting more insight on Elton. He's pretty dark. And I, at one point, I sort of said, you know, the dude has a death wish. He really doesn't seem to, because he has no plans of ever going back. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm just going to go on this adventure and then just write about it. Because one part that I sort of crossed off really quick is that when they were using the binoculars of the the BOG area, he took a picture. He had a camera and he took a picture of it. So he's you know, he's, he's trying to keep track of everything that's going on. But just the, the, the darkness of like, hey, this is it. We're the end. This is the end link. We're all going to die. So he doesn't see another continuation for the human race after this. So he just wants to have this adventure. So maybe that's why he's very nonchalant and cool with all this and not so freaked out. But I don't know. What did you guys get from this conversation? Well, one of two things. One is that, you know, Elton is a an orphan. And you know, in that sense, maybe he doesn't necessarily have a death wish, but he's okay. Maybe it's one of those things. I'll be reunited with my parents. I don't mm-hmm. know. But he does not fear death, which can be a good thing and also a bad. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, also, he's always very, from the very beginning, even also with the camera, he's an explorer. So that's also another thing with um, the camera. He can also be a collector. Then, through, now this is just me literally thinking out of the box that, you know, the box blown up exists. Maybe in some weird thing, he'd be, I'm not going to say a spy necessarily, but he has some type of nefarious ties that we don't. Yeah. So there, there, there's got to be something there. What do you think, Rich? You think there was something? Uh, I, I, I think Dana made some good points. The only thing that I would add is that, uh, well, they did say when they described this show that there are a lot of characters that some are going to be good 
and then there are some that are going to be evil and turn bad. So I would not. That's not a far fetched theory to think that he can he can have another agenda. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Because again, when they talk about how he likes to venture out and do stuff, um, he probably knows a lot more information than he's telling. So we'll have to see what direction they're going to take that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry. No, it's real quick because then after this, we jump back. Remember, this is early morning, and then it's morning over with Felix and Huck. She wakes up. She slept. She was like, "Hey, did you sleep?" No, he didn't sleep. And then this gets to what you were talking about. Uh, Rich, that he says that he went and he left and he killed his parents. That's what he tells her, that he went to go kill his parents. Yeah, but he didn't, though. He didn't, you know, but that's what he tells her. And she's yeah. like, oh. Well, it wasn't a lie. I went to go kill my parents. He didn't say I killed my parents. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's weird. It, it, and it's mainly this scene, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, but it was mainly just reading her expressions. I think she's starting to understand there's something more to it. She knows that, that it was that he had bad parents, but it's just, I think she's, like you said, I think this comes up to the point where she doesn't know his secret. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. And I don't know if, how far their relationship really is. Because I, in my, I, again, maybe I, I watched the first episode like three times. I still couldn't really figure it out. Did they say they were in a relationship? Were they in some yeah. kind of romantic relationship in the first episode? I could have sworn they, they, I heard they said, they said They said that they, they love each other. So I think it is heavily implied. That yeah, that's, that's what I I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking maybe we're reading too much into love as yeah. like, you're my good friend. I love you. And she even said a few times, too, she's like, I'm here because I love you, you know, to, to do this and to, to go on this mission to go find these kids. But I, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, she never. I mean, th- th- this this goes into the uh, the fact that they have not revealed all of the information about these relationships and these characters yet. So we will have to see as the show evolves exactly how deep their relationship is because it's a lot of stuff that you don't know they just introduced characters on a surface level and then they slowly reveal the character and more about the character like with felix in this episode so i'm going to assume that we'll get answers to these questions Mm -hmm. it's just not all 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 out there for everybody to 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 know the truth yet i don't know i've I guess I feel a part of me feels that Felix and Huck and all this, they probably should have had their own episode. This this two days that they're just really condensing, this could have been drawn out. They, we could have had oh, yeah. a few more <clears throat> scenes of his backstory, what's going on. And even with Huck, let's throw in some of her back scenes into this. Let's get to know these two characters on That's- this trip. And then episode three, we could have had everything with the kids' journey. As opposed to all this cutting back and forth, back and forth, back and yes. forth. Yes, yes. That was my biggest complaint with this episode. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. And I mean, unless people are very emotionally invested in every single character that they have introduced so far, it's just a lot to throw at the viewer because it's just going back and forth. So, Well, we're almost to the end. There's three major scenes that are coming up. And now the group have made it to the BOG. Super foggy. They're getting through. They hear the the empties around them, but they can't really see them. And this is where I'm assuming it's through Iris that she's getting these flashbacks because she had the first flashbacks with the the training. Where Felix is telling him, it's like, hey, the key is to always know where you are. Navigation, know where you're going. Well, as you see, as they're going through, she can't figure it out because now they don't know. They can't see anything, and the camera can't see anything in front of them. You, we're through their vision, through their eyes, and we can't see what's going on. We hear them all around. This is like the first real moment where you, it builds up some tension, some suspense. It's like, shoot, one of them could just get grabbed. They can't really tell where they're going, but. 
it, one of the another flashback during that same moment says, "Hey, you may not know, but you can get through it." That sort of thing. I'm sort of paraphrasing, but something about you can just you may not know where you're going, but you can just keep going and you'll figure it out. You got to go, got to keep going forward. Basically, don't give up, push forward. And that's what she did. She they kept going. She's in front of the group, and then sure enough. She starts getting where she could actually see some of the empties around them. Not too many, but there are some. But then through them, she could see the fence. Now, that's the fence to the airfield. And it looks like there's an opening. So she was like, we just got to get there. And this is where I find it really funny because it was working with them just walking slowly and creeping around what looked like a bus and some other things there. Because, right, they were like, oh, we're going to get through the obstacle, through the objects that are around there. But then they decided to book it. They're like, oh, just run. <laughs> I don't think that was the best thing. But then there you go. That uh, kids, right? If, if there's any, you always didn't keep saying, oh, they're kids, they're kids, teenagers. This was a very teenager thing to do. Just get there. Just we're this close. Let's just get there. And so they go running, and then that's when they attract some of the, the empties, and they're pushing them and they're shoving them, but nothing serious happens. They get through this hole in the fence, they close it, and then they sort of celebrate. You know, Iris and Hope, they embrace, and they're like, oh, we did it, we did it, uh, this was great. And then they look ahead of them, and they see there's another BOG. And there's another set of uh, of empties all gathered around. And it's like, oh, man, what's going on? Poof, cut. Let's say this is where we have a commercial. And you go back to uh, Felix and Huck. Now they are at that wall, that, that marking of uh, the endlings that Hope had tagged up. And so now he was like, this is, a, and I, I didn't see this. I didn't think about this, but Felix took it as, oh, they need help. Somebody needs help. They, somebody doesn't want to be part of this. And so now he knows yeah. that, that they're close on the trail. So this is it. So from these two points right here, because we're now, this is it. We're toward the end. What did you guys think from the reaction of the kids when they got to BOG to Felix's reaction of reading that tag? So I'll go first. I'll be brief. Uh, Felix is 100% correct. They need help because this whole episode, if you pay attention to every scene that you see the group, uh, Hope is the one that is leaving behind stuff to so that so that it's easy for Felix to track them. You know, so you, you think saw she that knows? You think she knows that Felix is is tracking them? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she knows. She leaves it. She leaves stuff behind so that if somebody's trying to find them, they can have an idea of where they're at or the fact just to know that they were in a certain area. So um, that's she, she, she definitely does that intentionally. Mm. Uh, and it's funny because when they have the conversation, when he has the conversation with Huck the whole time, he's thinking that Hope is the one that is rebellious and said, yes, I want to leave. I'm the one that wants to leave because he's the one talking about, yeah, when mm -hmm. I, as soon as I get back, as soon as I see her and I have her back, I'm going to make sure she's, punished for for, for, for for being the one behind all this when really Iris is the one that wanted to do this. So, yes, uh, that is the parallel that they are drawing with that. But, yeah, um, I did think it's a little silly, as you mentioned when we had our discussion before we started recording, the timing of the 48 hours and the fact that it looks as though the, the, the kids have covered a ton of ground, but it feels as though Felix and Huck should be a lot closer but yet, for some reason, it's taken them a longer period of time to come to the exact same areas that the kids have already been at. So that's a little ridiculous with the timing. 
See, like, like the only thing I can think of, and I'm sure maybe somebody will leave a comment, and it's like, we have to fill in the blanks with our fantasy in our mind. It's like, hey, well, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe what they were doing, maybe Felix and Huck were checking every house on the way. Yeah, maybe. You know, checking every house and, and, and not screaming, because they, they know. They're, they're, they've trackers. They've been out there. They know what it's like. But just slowly going into each house. If you start doing something like that, then yes, your day is going to drag out. And it's, you're not going to cover as much ground because you're going house to house looking. I don't think that's the case, because I think they know. They even mention it, that uh, that they're on their way to New York State. That's what they had said. It was like yeah, She had mentioned that she knows where her dad is, and I think that's where she's going. So if that's the case, then follow the road you know the, the, but so i there's you, some people can argue about that but what regardless this is where it ends for them that's the last that we see felix and hulk of this episode we now jump back to the group and they're standing it's nightfall again right or or it's just the fog i'm assuming it's just probably the fog i'm gonna say from the the burning tires it's really dark and cloudy and they're trying to figure out how to get through this to get to the airfield and they they were like well I think it was Iris that came up. She's like, well, we need a diversion. And Elton was like, what do you mean, like bait? Or one of the members, I'm probably just mixing it up. But they were all just scattering around. Like, basically, somebody has to go and lure the, the horde away. So then that way the rest can make a run for it. And they're trying to figure this out. And then this is where you get into another interaction with Iris and Hope. And talking about who's brave. And she, Hope is saying uh, to Iris, you were very smart. You always know what's going on. You, and Iris is like, no, but you're the brave one. You take all the chances. And this and this. they go back and forth. And this is also where we see that flashback that you were talking about, Rich. Again, back with the bubbles. Where it's Hope as a child playing with bubbles. All happy-go-lucky. And the next scene after that. We see her, now you took it one way and this is the way that I took it and maybe the listeners will see it in both ways. That she walks off and I'm assuming she's walking off that she's going to be the bait. She's going to lure the horde away so that way the rest of the group can head over through the airfield. That's to the airfield. That's what I'm, I gather and that's how this episode ends with her just walking off into this fiery, grim, gray skied area. So... I don't know, Dana. You already heard how Rich Rich thinks that she was leaving the group, but you can say it yourself, Rich, and then Dana, both of you. What did you no, think of this? Leaving the group. I think she's trying to go and, and sacrifice herself so that the group can go away and she can cause that kind of distraction. There's no reason. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Too. So no, she she did. And plus, remember, she's also dealing with that guilt. So she's like, maybe this is my opportunity to... You know, and, and that's it. We saw sort of uh, Silas talk about, too. He felt the guilt like he should do it. But no, no, it wasn't going to be his call for this. Rich? Yeah, uh, the only thing I will add is, uh, obviously, yes, uh, the only reason why I felt that she was leaving the group is she did this distraction while they arrested them was still sleeping. You know, I feel like if y'all are working together as a team, shouldn't they be up and alert to know... Oh, when that when that when when that horn goes off, now we need to act right now. That was why I was confused when I saw the end of that. Now, obviously, we'll get the answer next week. What the point that you both made is a very valid point, makes sense. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But that's why I thought that because they were clearly still sleeping when she left. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know it, what, what that was. And and the, the last conversation they had. So it was, was nightfall. That, that's right. I forgot that part. They, they yeah. go to sleep. So it was night. It wasn't just dark fog. That's right. Yeah. 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 And the last conversation they had was that they would do everything together. But then she left. That was why I was like, okay, that's why I was confused with that part. So we'll have to see exactly 
what happens next week. Well, remember, I, this is what I'm thinking in my head when I saw her go off on her own, is that she failed the the empty uh, assassination attempt back when they were in uh, the treehouse. And maybe she yeah. feels like, you know what, I have to make up for that. I have to do something to help this group out. Someone has to do things. We can't rely on Silas to do it because he's still a little jittery about the whole thing. Yep. And so we saw what happened with Iris. That didn't work out. And the same, I guess we can't say too much about Elton. We haven't really seen him interact. And in anything, he's the only one that really has done any serious uh, offense when he did the spray, the, using the, the spray can on the face. But still, it looks like she feels it's her responsibility. And so she wanted to take that action. Yeah. So that's why I saw. But uh, all right. So overall, what did you guys think of this episode? And what do you think of the franchise? This Well, this series, I should say. Not the franchise. This series, World Beyond. We know for a fact it's set for two seasons, and that's it. So it's not going to go on forever. They already apparently have a story written for two seasons. What do you think, Rich? So I will say this. I know last week uh, you said, uh, I think we all said that the show has uh, some potential. Uh, I don't feel as though it has reached even half of that potential yet. I mean, this episode in particular... They threw a lot of stuff at the viewer, a lot of stuff telling me about these characters that should make me care, and I just don't care right at the moment. Uh, I understood that they had their obstacles they had to overcome in this, uh, and one thing I will say is I'm glad they didn't overcome everything immediately because that would be completely unrealistic. You need to show that they have struggles because that's how you grow the character and you develop them over time. But for right now, I... I'm not really invested in this show. I'm not too interested in the show. Um, I Like I said, it has promise, but I feel like it needs to get better. And it, this is nothing, it has nothing to do with the actors. The kids, everybody is, does a good job on the show. But telling the story in a slow uh, you know, way where it drags things out and then throwing all this other stuff. Like again, like you said earlier in this, on this podcast, it would have been great if Felix had a separate episode. I 100% agree with that because we've seen on the Walking Dead show certain characters and groups have their own episode and then the next episode comes back to other characters and then they connected it eventually. So it would have been good to see that. But obviously they're trying to tell you the story of this is the group, these are the people that are looking for them. So I understand that. But so far, I'm not impressed with the show. I will, of course, continue to watch, give it a chance. But uh, yeah, this, this week's episode... I guess you could say it was a little bit better than last week, but it's still not at the level for me to be like, this is an excellent Walking Dead show. I think it's still, they still have a lot of room for improvement. That's true. Dana? No, me. Um, the second episode, Stumbling Blocks, they're slowly finding their pattern and their way. So I do believe that the show will get there. I'm not someone who's completely like, no, burn it all down. I am interested in what happens with the characters the more I king about it. Elton is a little suspicious. He's suspect. He's a little serial killer-ish. You know, he's playing his part right now. So I am interested in, in that. But also, Silas is really quiet. I don't know what's going on with Silas. He seems mysterious to me as well. And the fact that kids just don't like him at the school. It felt like he did something or there was he did something may have done. So... I want to know what's going on with that. Also, in regards to Felix, for those who don't know, what happened was after Felix was kicked out of his, um, for coming out, he went to the streets, but he's adopted by Professor Bennett. 
and his family. Mm. Uh, so that's why he gave that that comment. It was like he he changed my life. He made who, who I am today. Yeah, yeah. in episode yeah. one. Okay. So they, they gave him the home, and they also accepted him as who he is, which means that she knows he has to know. She has to know, right? He knows. And then also later on, we will. It was explained. I remember the interview. He will have a love, and it's not a woman. Yep. Oh, all right, all right. We'll avoid the spoiler. Let's go. We'll see that. Who this, knows? Yeah, this is an interview. Remember, Comic Con is all this week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh man. So uh, I'm I'm gonna keep watching because I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I want to see where it goes. It's not that long. I, I'm sort of thrilled that uh, I know that it's only two seasons. Because uh, the first thing I I even said to you guys like, if it stays like this, this show's getting canceled. Because it, it's the character development that's really hurting for me. I don't know too much, and somebody's like, hey, it's too early, it's too late. You're right. It's for some of them, but at least for at least two or three, I should know where they stand, and I don't. I really don't, and that's why I felt with this episode it should have been all about Felix, Felix and Huck, their relationship and what's going on in Huck's past. He definitely has a, a complex history and things going on. What you just told me about Bennett and how he brought in that could have been part of that episode too. That would have put more context to the whole thing of that that conversation he had with Hope when she was in the prison thing, the little jail cell, and he said he was like, "Oh, he changed my life. He looked what everything he did for me." You know, I can't believe you're acting this way. That type of thing. But uh, who knows? We'll see. Maybe the next episode, it'll go more into it. Maybe we'll get more into that traditional of uh, one episode dedicated to the past. I don't know if Elton is the serial killer that you're thinking, Dana, only because if that was the case, he would just be putting all these walkers down with just a stern face. And he's not doing it. But this is why I say, maybe in a weird way, he's tagging them so that whomever he were, maybe it's the CRM so that they can find him. Who knows? Maybe that's it. Maybe he's a plant. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe he's part of that group and that he was just planted and this was his whole thing of trying to get... But no, he didn't even come up with the idea. I can understand if he was like, hey, I know where your dad is. Come on, let's go. And so then I was like, okay, now you're, you're luring them because you're trying to... We know Elizabeth wants to get uh, the iris involved in some way because she sees her as a bright uh, scientist all right but uh, yeah there goes that that is our review for walking dead's uh, spinoff here world beyond episode two blaze of gory uh, let us know what you think in the comments below if you're watching on youtube or if you're over at our home site the coalition that's with the coalition with a k we all have a comment section there and you can or you can find us on twitter online you hit us up at the coalition on official twitter you hit me up at, uh, at adam vale you know we got rich and dana i mean we're everywhere whatever you want to do but you, or don't do anything you can just keep listening and follow on the show and just get involved in that way i appreciate it we all appreciate you guys support this is fun. We're all having fun out of this. And I think we will be back. Yeah, we definitely will be back. But I was just thinking about the date. I think it's uh, either today or tomorrow for Fear, The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 1. That's coming back. I'm excited for that. I know, Dana, you think that's the weakest out of the, the three? It's not the weakest. It's just uh, it could improve. It could improve. That's, well, we will. That's, Rich? Go ahead. No, no, no. No. Continue. No, no, I was just going to say, we, we'll see. We'll see if it improves because, you know, this is season six. They they listen. They take criticism. We've uh, 
obviously we haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I have talked about it in the past regarding the other seasons. They listen to their community. Whenever the, the community starts saying, hey, what would if they were in this situation? How would they react? Uh, what if they did this type of thing? We've seen them in a baseball field. We've seen them on a boat. We've seen them in an island. We've seen them in a hotel. This group has really hit all the, the locations that the fans have always said that they would put themselves in if there was this type of outbreak. This is how they would try to survive. And then we see the consequences and things that happen they've all also had a high turnover when it comes to their original cast now they only have two they have victor and alicia i think everybody else came after daniel and they came a little after but when it comes to original cast members that's it everybody else is all fairly new and they're still going strong for a long time i thought it wasn't gonna last but uh, hey we're going into season six so they're doing something right the ratings must be good Something's going on there. And I'm looking forward to this, especially when they included Morgan and Dwight from uh, The Walking Dead proper. So, uh, yeah, well, what, Rich, you got anything you want to say? Oh, no, I'm all set. You're all set. All right, everybody, thanks again. Thanks for checking us out on YouTube over at The Coalition. Also, we're on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, you will see the image, the I Am Negan, a nice, beautiful image that uh, uh, Emilio Lopez from The Throwdown and also from comics from marvel and dc he, he does everything he does video game art he's an amazing artist he did that for us that was really nice of him we're having an issue with the spotify one for some reason spotify is just being picky it's having issues seeing it but you can still follow there it's just do a search of i am negan you'll see in the description the episodes are there and that's it the, the image is definitely coming but again thanks for everybody that watched that really blew us away Thanks for the subs and just for paying attention and just being involved. This is great. We're having fun. It's still early. We still got the Daryl and Carol spinoff. That's going to be funny to see how that goes. Maybe they all get on motorcycles. Maybe they do that and they link it with Ride. That'll be fun. All right, everybody. Peace. And we will see you for Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 Episode 1 later.